1: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander
3: on v Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, v the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, live from... Bar Canada here at the D. Lovely downtown Las Vegas. Call lovely, right? Yeah. Magnificent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Majestic downtown Las Vegas.
4: So not as many people in here today. There's always they're always doing work to improve improve things. They really are. Like it is amazing how how often I see uh, machines
3: getting worked on or replaced here. It's incredible. We get tweets of beating the book Jordan Pagel. Are we getting a baseball megapod this year? Good to have you back. Morning's always better. Uh, with you on ANG thank you sir um yes we will have a baseball megapod we will here's the megapods here's here's, here's the beating the book podcast schedule drew and i drew dinsick and i are going to do an indian wells tennis podcast next week week from today that will be the uh you know tennis's de facto fifth major we always do that every year and then we're going to do the march madness megapod with will hill and Todd Wishnev, Will Hill, who called FAU in the final four last year on the podcast, and Todd, who I believe had UConn, who had the finals correct. Yeah. That Something
1: like ridiculous. That. Yeah.
3: That, po- that one episode might have been the greatest predicting thing ever. Uh, those are the next oh, two, and wow. we will get to baseball after that. And you, a, and a was
4: will and Matt Cox, right, on FAU
3: last year? That was crazy. Oh, somebody else was on FAU. I think it was Matt. I think it, it was, was a great call. FAU, by the way, not the same FAU
4: this year. <laughs> yeah, I still bet him like a week ago. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's sliding, Gil. There's value in the number now.
3: Jordan, there will be a there will be a baseball megabot come up, and Ian McDonald. Uh, people, people get really riled up when someone has a college hoops opinion. He said, Illinois, more likely to lose the first weekend than make the Final Four, win the national championship. Turnovers, no point guard, no depth in addition to no rim protection. So, Ian is very bearish on Illinois. And uh, Felica not buying into Duke or Creighton either. He's live, uh, live texting also. He doesn't buy it with Duke or Creighton. Okay. Um, NFL, this came down just here in the last day or so. A glut of free agent running backs and big-name running backs in the NFL. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Kelly, all expected to become free agents in what promises to be a star-studded running back market. That uh, was from sources telling ESPN yesterday. Raiders are going to attempt, just to be thorough, the Raiders are going to attempt to re-sign Jacobs, um, but they're not expected to tag him especially with the franchise tag costing over $14 million. The Giants will speak with Saquon and explore a deal with him, but they're also unlikely to tag him. It'd be over $12 million for him. Cowboys not expected to use that same tag that the Giants would have to give Saquon on Pollard at all. Titans won't, stand, they won't tag Derrick Henry. Chargers are expected to let Austin Eckler explore free agency. And if that's not enough for you, here are some other names that will be free agent running backs. DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon... Leaflet also, by the way, Kelly. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Zeke, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. This is pretty fascinating. Oh, it's crazy. So, I do have one question, though, right
4: away. Please. Which you might not have the answer. I have so much what to is, say about it. Is, why is Josh Jacobs, why would his franchise tag cost more than Saquon or Tony uh, Pollard, which a, are the exact same number? Because isn't it the average of the top five paid? At that position? <laughs>
3: uh, I don't know. I do not I mean, know there's the be to that. There's gotta be some question. special
4: rule because his is number it? is a little bit more than Saquon and Tony Paul. Yeah, and it doesn't have to do with time
3: served or anything. I don't I, know. It might, it might. Um, it's an unfair question. Well, here's the thing about here's the thing about all this. Because you were saying off air, you're like, like, wow, this is an amazing thing. And my, my, my sort of reaction was this to me is we've had on a numbers game for years now, right? Adding back into the podcast, also on on beating the book and, and Dork before that, this conversation about NFL economics, right? First of all, we talk about you know these are the greatest hits that we always talk about that you can only win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie deal. You can pay all the rest of the players. He's overperforming on that rookie deal. Part and parcel with that is we say there's this economic cruelty to the system in the NFL because at a point in the arc of these quarterbacks' careers teams are forced to commit nine figures to guys like Dak Poller, uh, Dak Prescott pardon me Dak Prescott Kirk Cousins the Jared Goffs of the world when you don't know if they're going to be a hall of fame quarterback but the alternative is such that you almost have no choice you end up paying them more often than not Daniel Jones for god's sakes got a big deal from the giants obviously they're rethinking that now but you get it like those are the two things we've talked about all the time On this show, the running back thing is affected by all that because this is a salary cap sport. And so, just let's go back in history. When I was a kid, Kelly, right, running back was the most important position in the NFL. And every team, not every team, but a lot of teams had great ones. Whether it was sweetness with the Bears, Franco Harris with the Steelers, Riggins, whatever, whatever, everybody that was the most important position in many ways in football. When I was a kid playing, when you were a kid playing, the best athletes ended up being running backs. Even my, 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 my little buddy Owen, who's on the Ravens practice squad, when he was a kid playing county ball, yep. the best athletes, athletes played running back. But the game has changed. So, OK, let me let me go to another sport. In basketball, in the early 90s, right when you had like Elijah Wan and Ewing and David Robinson and Tim Duncan, all this, basketball, the NBA, was a sport where big men still dominated. If you had a great big man, that was the most important thing, how they played basketball then. There was even roster spots given to horrible backups, quite frankly, who were just there to spell the star, but they got a roster spot. Well, the NBA has changed drastically, right? Say it's Steph Curry started, whatever it is. Now teams understand spacing. The game has completely changed. For goodness' sake, there's a there's a higher and higher net offensive efficiency rating every year. The record gets broken by a team. Celtics have the top yeah. one right now in the NBA, but other teams have great ones too. So it's the game has changed, and now they pay other. So so in the NFL, getting back to the NFL, the game has changed such that. These running backs, who remember last year had that Zoom call where they all got on the call together and they're like, what can we do about our, our financial plight? I feel bad for them. Like in the same way that Tommy Hearns just had the misfortune of being around when Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard were. These guys just have the misfortune about, of being around when they're around. Now the game is about passing. And back in the day when I was a kid, they weren't paying third and fourth wide receivers big money. Now right. they are it it it's just the way that the the money hasn't lessened it's just redistributed the other thing about that getting back to the quarterback conversation is when these teams are forced to make this cruel decision about do we pay the Dak Prescotts of the world nine figures not to pick on him but that ilk right that level of quarterback who's not necessarily a hall of famer do we commit the 9 million to them part and parcel with that is that there is a dearth there is a lack of great quarterbacks literally like who's great is it 8 is it 10 is it 12 the point is is that there is a scarcity of them Kelly all these running backs like we could have a whole sports talk radio conversation about who's better between these guys maybe Saquon's better than the rest of them maybe right let's give him that but like between Pollard and Jacobs and Eckler and Swift and Derrick Henry. Yeah, and Derrick Henry's, and, and, and you know, it's like there's so many of them at the same time. There's a glut. Yeah. That in addition to that position being de emphasized, why wouldn't a team like Edwards Alaire was drafted in what round? He's- Sixth or seventh? No, he was. But you could pay him a fraction, right? for let's say, let's say he's not as good. Let's say you quibble with that and you're like, "Well, he's not as good as the other guys." Okay, but you get 75, 80% of the production for a fraction of the cost at a running back. That
4: dude was drafted in the first round.
3: Edwards Alaire? <laughs> oh yeah. no, not Edwards Allaire. I'm thinking of Pacheco. I'm sorry. Yeah, not yeah, not yeah, Edwards Pacheco's bad, Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah. I'm thinking of. Pacheco, right? You're getting 80% or or whatever percentage you want to place on it of the production at a fraction of the cost. So like, yeah, we're going to see this for
4: the near future, so no, but like so, and you and I were texting about this. We really haven't spoken about it. So yes, we saw what we saw last off season, right? And that felt like the first, the first off season of like, okay, the the positions changed, the, the, how teams approach it has changed, the Zoom call, everything you laid out, right? So now if. We're not tagging guys, we're not signing to short-term deals to stay with the team. I mean like is this what we're going to see for the list of free agent running backs like every year?
3: For the like, near is, for the near future, yes. You know what will change? I mean it? all these guys signing one-year deals, we're going to see a glut. You know what will change this? College running backs still matter more in college than they do in the pros, yeah. relatively speaking. NIL's a big deal right now. Those guys are going to figure out that staying longer in college is a better financial move for them. That will create more of a scarcity of running backs in the NFL. And those that are good in the NFL, with those guys spending more time in college getting paid, will start to see their salaries increase a little bit. That's probably the way it changes. But in the short term, we're going to get this. Like this is wild. It, it's a wild time. And how many of these guys actually move the needle and trigger a bet? How many of them? Saquon, yes, um, I think. But how many? That's the list. Yeah, I don't know. That. I mean, the unless pro- you think Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. Right.
4: That's what I was going to say. The problem yeah. is a little bit of the. You know, like I would say Henry Eckler, but like both of them are get they're getting a little bit older, right? Like every every time we talk about guys like that, they're getting a little bit older.
5: Listen,
3: Josh Jacobs is twenty six years old. It's incredible. <laughs> Kelly, like when Twitter first started, this is, I'm talking about like 10, 11 years yeah. ago, the first time I ever got plagiarized by Darren Ravel, and who can't forget the first time they were plagiarized <laughs> word for word by Darren Ravel? wasn't even that clever. I wrote, and something happened with some running back at the time, but I wrote, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs, playing off the old yeah. song. He literally, nine minutes later, wrote the exact thing word for word, right? It's. It's always been trending this way, and this is the result. I think now I we're think, seeing it. I think
4: your point is right with the college stuff because I think eventually the market is going to reset to what running backs should actually be
3: paid, but it might take a little bit It's for all cyclical. Get... It's all cyclical, yeah. Yeah. but it's gonna take a while. And yes, over in the near future, I do think we'll see this. It's wild. It's gonna be a bunch of musical chairs happening. We'll come back, Eric. Eagle will join us from the combine. We got some bets, we got tennis, we got basketball. It's a numbers game at Visa,
1: the Sports Betting Network.
5: numbers game on vcin the sports
3: betting network start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies pardon me insider tips and the latest buzz with the free vcin daily newsletter in today's newsletter sir we got zach going talking tennis betting tips Oh, and a lot more. Oh, sweet. Well, let's check that out. See what he's up to. Get a lot of your uh, bets. Yeah, a lot of my bets are there. Tennis every day. Every day. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox. Absolutely free. Visit slash newsletter to subscribe. Uh, I do have, uh, I will have a couple more tennis picks. Uh, two, one has already happened. One was a winner overnight. Uh, we're sweating a second one right now. Two more to come today. So we'll uh, tell you about the two later on. And you have some NBA picks as well, right? Yep, two plays in the NBA for me tonight. Um,
4: I did bet the uh, I did bet the Magic to win that division that Drew brought up. Oh, you did as well, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> right back to anti heat. Lose me some money, Miami. Say what now? <laughs> Said right back to anti heat. Lose me some money, Miami. Let's go. <laughs> uh,
3: B Morianin, and thank you, Brian M, for this. Uh, we didn't know the answer to the Josh Jacobs question. He answered it for us. Josh Jacobs was not tagged last year, so he gets 120% of his prior year's salary instead of the standard running back tag value. Barkley and Pollard were at the tag value last year. And then uh, ND Money, he says regarding BYU injuries, that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> that's very <laughs> true. Um, okay, let us discuss the NBA some more here. Because, again, every to me, this is... There's so much fodder in the NBA right now. And I meant what I said about what drew. So you you did bet magic to win the division. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yep. Um, I just, I, I was thinking. The glorious Southeast division of the, the NBA. The glorious Southeast. Yeah. Of,
4: I was thinking about well, it. thinking about it preseason. I didn't have the stones to do it then. Uh, I was thinking about it like a week ago. And like the numbers, like the d- number hasn't moved. I, I think I bet it at plus one. I bet it. I bet it at plus one 25 yesterday. Uh, I think anything with plus money. It's a good bet on the Magic right now. It's, um, look, I think the Heat are tough to figure out because if you told me they went on some ridiculous run again this year, I couldn't really argue with it because who would have saw it coming a year ago, uh, either. But man, like their regular season, it's been brutal. They've got some injuries they're dealing with now still. Um, I mean, obviously suspensions that they just had, but uh, most of those guys will be back. Jimmy Butler, that was only one game. Uh, So what they're doing on the court right now, there's nothing impressive about it. And then you got the Magic, who, okay, Franz Wagner, he missed some time. That was kind of the only time we saw them really dip this season. They're back to playing, you know, pretty good basketball. um, And they've got the easiest schedule left in the NBA. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like it for a division play.
3: Yeah. Hard, as we were saying earlier, hardest schedule. The Phoenix Suns, their aggregate strength of schedule, or their remaining opponents' aggregate uh, win percentage is 569 for the Phoenix Suns. And the Orlando Magic, on the other side of the spectrum, 440. Yep. Each team with 24 games, again, left in the season in uh, their separate conferences here, um, heading towards the postseason, or at least those teams hope they are heading towards the postseason. Um, we talked more about the West with Drew. I want to talk about the East a little bit. So, sure, the yeah. Celtics are the best team in basketball. Plus 115 to win the East, and they're doing it with a lesser Jason Tatum than in previous years. Like, I know, like, Stephen A was talking about them being like, hey, oh, he's an MVP. He's actually not as good this year as he was last year. The Celtics, what's the Celtics' Achilles? Poor Zingus getting hurt is probably their Achilles, right? Yeah. They don't want that happening. Yeah. Um, but that's like but it, that's where we're just we're every, we're finding something everybody there.
4: brings that up yeah. right like brings that up as the number one thing of course it's the of course it's the probably the number one concern you know Tatum going down right it's it's every team that that's it starts with that though right like yeah. okay well this team's going to be okay if this guy yeah, right go but there's down, some, yeah.
3: but there's some injury history there. that's why Correct. we bring yeah. him up yeah. all right so the other teams in the East then the Bucks in this in this grand experiment of losing defense by ridding themselves of Drew Holiday in the process of getting the offense with Dame. You know, you look at the NBA standings, it's funny, for as ho-hum as the Bucks seem to have been, right? Obviously, firing a coach in the process. They are literally two games out of the last column of being the number two team in the conference behind the Cavs. Do you, if I said to you, the Ca- one of these teams, the Cavs or the Bucks. Or the Sixers getting Embiid back, which is still a huge question mark in all of this. But I said one of those three teams beat. No, I'll throw in the Heat just because of the Heat. One of those four teams, just because it's very awkward, because I want to have that conversation. Yeah. But if I said one of these teams, the Cavs, Bucks, Sixers with Embiid, or the Heat just doing Heat things, one of them beat the Celtics. Who's the answer to that question? Bucks
2: which, and
4: Bucks. then Sixers with Embiid would be the second. My second answer. I mean, it's really tough. So, like, right now, you look at these Eastern Conference odds. I I don't think that there are – I'm not ruling out the Knicks or the Sixers. I am am the guy – like I was with the Chargers this year, where I'm finally on the bandwagon, like, three years after people realized it was a dumb bet to, like, bet them to make the playoffs. I'm that guy with the Knicks this year. Like, two years after everybody was excited about the Knicks – I'm now excited about the Knicks. They've got injuries that are almost as critical as the 76ers. And if you, if Julius Randle doesn't get back, they have no chance. So, I mean, right now, O.G. Ananobi and Julius Randle are both out of that lineup. I think if they were fully healthy, what this team had put on display before those before those guys left, I you think you could make an argument for them? I think you could definitely make an argument for them being the second-best team in the East. Um the Sixers, I feel like, and I think this applies to both the Knicks and Sixers. The more and more time that goes on with us, without us getting an update on these guys' situations, it feels I totally agree. More and less and less likely that we're going to see them return or return anytime soon to a, where a point that it's going to
3: matter. It is. It is awfully quiet on the Embiid front, isn't it? Yes, it's very quiet.
4: So. That right, that right away. It kind of, and I was telling you this during a break. We'll look at some more of these uh, tomorrow. Some NBA exactas. Like I'm kind of attacking some of the futures markets because this is not like team futures bets that I've had through the year, throughout the year. I don't have a single bet on a single on a team to win the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference, or the NBA nothing. Finals. Nothing. I have absolutely nothing. The only thing I've done that I started last week. Is I'm going to start attacking the Celtics like we ta- like we attacked the 49ers and it's wrap up some exactas in the Western Conference with teams that you think are dr- have drifted a little bit over the next you know basically through now through from now through the end of the regular season when I think there's a little bit
3: of a drift. How did that end up working out for us with the Niners? I forget. Oh, it worked out pretty well. It worked
4: out pretty well. <laughs> I mean, what, the exact? What the your exact didn't hit, but right. you made money off yeah, of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. which is the whole point of this. Yeah. Um. So, like, the Thunder, I wrapped in one with the, with the Celtics. That's where I started. So, that's 40-1. to 1. I grabbed that. And I think, that's, I think that's the way that you can attack that with the Celtics uh, at the top.
3: Who is the most mispriced team to you in either of these conferences when you talk about conference or league? It's probably. I, mean, I think it's the Thunder. That's why I started. I,
4: I agree with Drew. It's I, th- the thunder. I, I think the fact that they're that much further out, that much longer than the Clippers and the Nuggets is a little insane right now. Are, now, you, are you now? What's by the tough, way, though, is the
3: Timberwolves. I don't really feel that. OK, I was just about yeah, to say yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. beat me to it. We've neglected the team that is in the number one slot right now yeah. in the West, which is the Timberwolves. And no one seems to really be feeling them as you to use your words.
4: Yeah, it's um, I think they could very much. I, I think there's a good chance they finish with the one seed. Uh, I mean, they, they're, they're, the percentages would tell you that that there's a really good chance they finish with the one seed. And if not the one seed, they're finishing with the two seed, probably. Yeah. Um, they are—they're a team that I think is just going to be—they're going to have problems in the once we get in the playoffs. You're talking about seven-game series. The offense can sputter at times. There's going to be teams that are going to be able to uh, throw some different schemes at schemes at Minnesota to get Rudy Gobert off the court, or Gobert and Cat are just going to have problems staying on the court together with what teams are going to throw at them. I think you can make the same argument. Uh, about the Thunder a little bit, like on the of the complete uh, reverse there. Like if you can throw some bigs at the Thunder, they're going to have some trouble with that. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Chet Holmgren. But I believe in Chet Holmgren. Um, I think the Timberwolves. It is they're the team that's going to struggle once we get into the playoffs.
3: All right, I'm contracted. And, contra- and
4: oddly, but oddly, Gil, like their their best matchups for Denver. <laughs> like they want Denver so they can throw
3: Gobert I'm, at Jokic. Dude, I meant that question I asked to Drew. I I feel like the Nuggets. Again, this just in, our defending champions. I feel like there's a little bit of Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes, Possum in here. Because remember, again, if you look back on the NFL season, what's the one headline? Uh, The Chiefs weren't all that good most of the regular season, and they still won the Super Bowl because they had Michael Jordan. It feels a little bit like that with the Nuggets. Kind of, sort of. Oh, like if totally. We, if, if we woke up in the Western Conference Finals and they're there and they're up two games and nothing, we'd be like, oh, yeah.
4: No surprise. no surprise. No so surprise whatsoever. The, they're a team that, for what they've done this season, and, I, I, and I'll and i even go back to the offseason of them losing Bruce Brown, I do think it's important that their de- their depth is not what it was a year ago. Um I don't think they're I don't think they're quite as good of it as a team a year from a year ago. Well, I would agree but your, with that your point is right. Where okay, they still have
3: the best player, and they're still good enough to absolutely go out there and win. Because Jamal Murray, we thought might be a superstar, never really got better. He's he, yeah. he's a great level, but he I, never got like superstar. And, and in the playoffs, Michael too. Porter Jr. hasn't is the most frustrating. Hasn't really lifted it up. Yeah. But but they have Michael Jordan on the team. In the face of you know. "Quote unquote" with with Jokic the there. Uh, last question because I'm contractually obligated to answer this. If the Warriors get in, should a team be scared to play them? Oh, totally, I, I, and that applies to the Lakers too. I, I I don't I don't really I don't really think I don't think. Oh, uh, I noticed that when I was gone that the Lakers were still whining about calls. Yeah, yeah even okay. though they have like the fifth most. You know, fifth best discrepancy in the league or something. Like probably, probably
4: only one of them is getting in, but you've got to be scared of Steph Curry, and LeBron James, anytime. That's what I wanted to hear, Kelly.
3: Eric Eager has a stopwatch, ladies and gentlemen. He's in Indianapolis. He's at the Combine. That's next. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network
2: numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the
3: VSEN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VSEN Pro annual subscription today. Get your first year for only one hundred ninety nine dollars instead of the typical price of two hundred forty dollars. Just use promo code ANG. Get VSEN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and twenty four seven video access. Plus, our upcoming March Madness. Betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the tournament. Remember to use promo code ANG. That's ANG, folks, like a numbers game, like the
4: fine program you're listening to right now. Back to you, Gil.
3: <laughs> Get your first year, Beeson Pro Access, for only $199 when you use the promo code ANG. Sign up today at slash subscribe. Skill Alexander uh, and uh, Kelly Bidlin here on a numbers game. Uh, I have a Mia culpa, and uh, thank you to Andrew Rin for pointing this out. You know, we're going through the formula. And the exceptions, 2014 UConn Huskies had a bunch of them. And then the only other one was Baylor with one of the, uh, I think mm-hmm. the defensive efficiency they, they were 22nd. There is another exception that with all March Madness last year, we failed to note, but obviously didn't make the transfer over to my notes this year. Danny Hurley never, was at a, never got to a sweet 16 before UConn won it last year. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that very much. Andrew Wren checking in. So, we got to add that as one of the exceptions. So, the Sweet 16, the coach never having been to a Sweet 16 beforehand, Kevin Ollie and Dan Hurley are now the exceptions. Wait, but you got there last year? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter when you do it that the year of. Prior to the year of the championship, the only coach prior to last year... Who won a championship. Prior to last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That'd Dan Harrell. But I didn't add him as a... But thank you, Andrew. I mean, we got a correction there. That's very true. FoxPHLGambler.com says, Well, I don't disagree about it being quiet, Embiid was at the game on Sunday. If he was still in hiding, I would have a worse feeling. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Trust the glove. Thanks for the analysis and your thinking. I just don't have time to focus on my sports betting. Uh, doesn't stop me as long as A&G and Gil is available to me. Please take this delegation of my thinking seriously thanks but tennis question mark i don't know that took about five different turns i don't understand
4: that <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you
3: slowly went through no that idea. Idea. I I he was with that. us that he wasn't with us he loved us that he didn't know and the tennis picks are coming i promise all right we'll let him work it out eric eager joins us ladies and gentlemen dr eric eager he is the host of the sumer sports show over at sumer sports a vice president at sumer sports he joins us now from indianapolis and eric let me just ask you this are you there to time these players, or are you there to schmooze? What's your priority?
2: Well, schmooze is the the number one name of the game for like basically everybody because no one runs the forty really anymore. Uh, so yeah, it, it's schmooze first, time people second.
3: Okay, and where does the where does the combine rank for you in terms of your football calendar, in terms of enjoyment level?
2: The combine is the the number one uh, football event. Uh, I think that yeah, the Super Bowl is cool, um, but like I think he, it, like the fact that you and I were both at the Super Bowl and we were like un- unable to even connect, I think shows like kind of the craziness, true, and the 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 sort of uh, franticness. I don't usually go to a combine without seeing kind of like everybody who I care to see. And, and I think that that's obviously a special part of it. Um, is, is so I think the, the Combine is the better event. The Super Bowl is cool, um, but I, I think the Super Bowl is, like, firmly second place.
3: Do you look to bet this event? Like, is there a certain player that you are focused on that you think could, if not on a Combine prop, right, if not on, a, on you know, whoever ends up posting those, but in terms of, like, a draft position that you're focused in on?
2: Well, I think like right now, you know, the limits are pretty low on things like 40 or dash and like, whether there'll be, I mean, you always want to bet the no on whether there'll be, you know, a record setting bench press or record setting uh, 40 and that kind of thing. There's, it's almost always, you know, sharp to bet the no, um, you know, for most players, it's good to, to bet for them to do poorly. Uh, and, and, you know, in most cases, it either voids or it wins. Uh, but the, the you know, those limits are pretty low. Uh, and, and then when it comes to, uh, you know, you know, draft positions, I don't think I've ever made a wager while at the combine that ended up being plus EV. Uh, <laughs> I, the, the information that comes out of here, like I think two years ago I came out of the combine thinking Iki Aquanu would be the first pick overall. And, you know, taking him nine to one and then that thing getting down to kind of even money or something like that. And then him not even being anywhere close to the conversation by the time uh, the thing was said and done. Malik Willis, two years ago, was also uh, thought of, you know, Mike Tomlin saying how much he liked him and then he took Kenny Pickett instead. Uh, So a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, To me, I think that the combine is not going to give you that kind of information unless you know, and and the markets aren't that mature. I mean, especially, uh, you know, these books are so uh, nervous to place all that many props right now. Anyway, um, that, you know, most of the time, a guy is going to fall after this event. And a lot of guys are not participating a, and a lot of these sports books are not participating right now. So there's not a ton of information that you're going to make immediately actionable from this event.
3: Kelly trivia question. Fastest, uh, 40 time at the combine in history. No idea. Chris Johnson. Oh, second. Good guess. 4.24 John Ross 4.22. Ah, yeah, yeah, Nice try though. Um, he was up there. Uh, so let's combine aside then Eric, is there, as you look forward to the draft, is there anything specific you are anticipating? Is it, is it, you know, Marvin Harrison to be matched with a team? Is there any specific thing you're looking for?
2: Yeah, I think Marvin Harrison to the Cardinals is the best I have as far as, you know, player to team. Um, that's the the info that I continue to get from a bunch of independent sources. Um, the, the one that's interesting to me is, you know, Jaden Daniels to a team not the Patriots or Drake May, a team not the Patriots. And right now, you know, if you look at the markets, you know, Daniels, is a slight underdog for two, but it's kind of been drifting in his direction. Uh, Are The Patriots trading out of pick three is a really good question because then I think you can get some plus EV on who is that team and who is moving up to take that pick. And, you know, is it going to be like the Jets in 2018? Is it going to be like the, the 49ers in 2021? Are they going to move up well before the draft uh, and take a position on that pick before the draft? Because that that'll be, that'll also... Uh, I think, you know, really shaped the markets as well. But th- those are a couple. Um, the other one that's really, when you look at every single mock draft that has Brock Bowers not going to the Los Angeles Chargers at five, he doesn't really go in the top 10, uh, which again is an is another interesting one where if you can sort of corner that market where you kind of hedge off Bowers to the Chargers, but also eventually find an over on, on his pick position, that might be a plus EV play that, you know, might be an arbitrage opportunity for you as well.
3: Okay, we'll have plenty of time to talk more about the draft between now and then. Two full months to discuss this uh, in our remaining two minutes, because you and I haven't had a time, haven't had a chance to talk about the Super Bowl specifically. But I'm more interested in as you look back at the season with Kansas City obviously emerging at the top of the heap in the end. But as you look back on the entire. Stretch of it, the entire arc of the season. What is your biggest lesson learned? Let's do it macro. What's the thing that you will take away the most from this past season, handicapping wise?
2: That the it's always about it's, it's always the, the better quarterback almost always overcomes circumstances. You know, we we the league engineered themselves to basically try to take Patrick Mahomes away. And, you know, I wrote this in a bunch of group chats. I might even send it to you, Gil. You had the best player of all time on the, probably, maybe not the best player of all time, but one of the best quarterbacks of all time on the most well-rounded team he's ever going to be on getting, you know, two and a half ish or better three consecutive games, uh, which are a thing you're never going to get again. And, you know, the, the markets just kind of let us have that, which I just don't know, given how sharp the NFL market is, if you're ever going to get that again. And I feel like we, we all kind of overthought it a little bit. And to me, it's, it's, again, it's just, there was so much good about the Ravens. There was so much good about the Bills. There's so much good about uh, the San Francisco 49ers ultimately. But even though this league has done so much to take away the quarterback, and there have been a lot of quarterbacks that have retired uh, in recent years, it, it still is ultimately about that position.
3: It is, and it's it's particularly so with this guy, right? Because he is Michael Jordan. And as long as he's around – because to me, I'm, I agree with you, and I think that was my biggest – I think I said it the next morning, which is we just have to remember that no matter how bad this team looks in any given year at any time, they still got him, Patrick Mahomes, and they should – be considered the favorite perhaps just by default every single season with this guy and some of us have learned that lesson though you know harder than others uh eric enjoy your time at the combine uh let us know if there's anything actionable and bettable will you
2: i I promise i will Gil. uh it's been it's been great to be on and it was good to hear your voice to man dr eric
3: eager everybody from sumer sports host of the sumer sports show and again vp at sumer sports uh happy to uh, have him on here at the comp he says it's number one kelly's got some hoops picks i got some tennis picks next
1: what's up i'm john wall
5: and i'm cj toledon and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called point game we're now joined by three-time nba six man of the Year. A numbers game on v the sports
3: betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. If your first bet loses, download the app and use the promo code VSIN. sin That's V-S-I-N. When you sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Oh, just sweating the end of a tennis match here, Kelly, as this is going on. Yeah, Update you, coming momentarily. Yeah, what do you got uh, couple more points to go, hopefully. Well, hopefully. But you know, they can go against you. That's match point. Let's go, baby. Get it done, Jakub (laughs) Bensik. We get tweets at beating the book. Mike Alvarez. Uh, welcome back, Mr. DeBook. When you were out yesterday, I thought, "Here comes the COVID week off for Gil, so that he gets three weeks off before the madness." Push. Congrats on being a good employee. I had under two and a half segments before the formula was mentioned. <laughs> uh, Brian M. saying Kevin Olley and Dan Hurley both made the Sweet Sixteen as players. Maybe it can just tweak to the formula. Now I would tweak it as it's just you have to be a UConn coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, Felica ends up... The players'
4: one works out well, though. (laughs) You could just do
3: it. Yeah, you could slide that in. (laughs) UConn is such an exception to everything. He did not get the match point. Uh, 13 of the last 16 national champions were a one or two seed. The three that weren't, all UConn teams. A three, four, and seven. They're the exception to everything. Um, And this is also from... This is from James Sutt. Shout out to you, Gil, for sending out tennis picks on vacay. Appreciated that. Also you'd be happy to know I made some on my own because been watching uh and enjoying tennis and even hit Paolini in the final at 2 to 1. There Ace. you go. There we go. Nice legit. Yeah, you were doing
4: a great job getting bets out. It was uh it's fun- it was funny cuz the when Ben was in here on Wednesday. Yeah. It was like the immediate like all right, Ben Wilson's on the show. Like, talk college baseball. What are you doing here otherwise? <laughs> That's, great. <laughs> That's great.
1: That's did great. He, did Oh,
4: he just got We broken. did a lot
3: of college baseball last week, man. It was, you know, it was Ben Wilson in the house. We just had a sphincter titan experience in this tennis match here. We <laughs> did not win the match. It is uh, still going on. So, um, oh, man. So here's the deal with regards to tennis. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about this off air. Where, where are we uh, this week? Where are we in the world? I have no we're idea. We're in five different places. Whoa. The women are are here in North America. They're in, they're in Austin, Texas, and in San Diego. Okay, hard courts, and then Indian Wells next week, or week after. Indian Wells is next week. Literally, it starts in the middle of the week. So a the draw is a week from today. Drew and I are going to do the podcast at some point Tuesday. I'm like letting people know now, and then the tournament starts Wednesday. So it's a really quick turnaround on the podcast. But that's they they put the draw and the the first matches real close together. Um, so we'll do that. But and then the men are three different places: two on hard courts, one on clay right now. Um, so it's all over. I mean, literally these last few weeks have been like, I mean, fifteen different tournaments. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Um, so it's funny again with handicapping, and I do tennis, uh, based on data, based on raw numbers, and 2020 great year, 2021 spectacular. People will remember the hard courts of 2021, 2022 not as good. 2023 was a loser. This year, those numbers have come back in a spectacular kind of way. Nice. Um, up currently, as this match goes on right now, uh, up 16 and a half units on the year in matches. 16 and a half. By the way, it's still February. We're not even two months into this. So we're up 16 and a half units. The only leak has been uh, I had EGA at the Australian Open. And I had EGA this last week at Dubai. Also, had her at Doha the week in between. So, we did have one one winner on her, but we're one and two in terms of the futures with EGA. So, that's the only leak. But match by match, this has been ridiculously good in two months. Um, So, we had to get to the point. These are all at slash picks. This is for subscribers. Every host, every guest on the network, all the picks on every show. Gets on vsyn.com picks. We also cull them into a little expert section as well. Uh, that's just who's running hot at the time. But you got to be a subscriber, vsyn.com picks. Now, because it's a numbers game tradition to talk about these picks if they haven't gone yet, I'm going to continue to do that. So we had two already. One was a winner already uh, this morning on Yuri Lehechka. That was a winner. And right now we have Jakub Mensik taking on Borna Choric. And it's, again, it's a tight one here in the third set. We'll see if this ends before the—I uh, don't think it will finish before the end of the show. But we're on Menschik here. The two that have yet to go, and Kelly, as always with these, because I give them out at night, I'm going to check to see based on the price currently. And forgive me, I'm doing a show. I, just,
4: um, I had to do the same thing for NBA where I had yeah. where I had one move wildly for what I bet last night, Gil, but then it swung
3: back towards my nose. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> So, on the lady side, and this is in Austin, Texas, uh, I am on Sarah Bale- uh Balik. Let me tell you how that's spelled. It's spelled like Sarah Bejlek, but it's pronounced Sarah Balek. Yeah, it's probably better. Uh, she's it's a coin flip now with Anne Helena Uh I got her at a better price um yesterday last night. I got her at minus excuse me at plus one So eleven cents better. I would still play it. Um I think she should be favorite and it is a coin flip here. I think the value is still on Sara Belek against Angelina Kalanina. That goes off and you know how these tennis matches work. Sometimes they happen on time, other times they don't because whoever's reserved on that specific court is still playing a longer match. So it might not go off exactly at 11 a.m. Pacific, but uh Belek is the uh, first play today and then the second one of the two remaining that is because these are actually the third and fourth plays. Uh, The the fourth one and the final one is actually a big dog. I know how much you like the big dogs on these. Oh, yeah. Big dog. Big dog. Uh, This is, and again, I'm looking for the price. Okay, so this is right where I bet it. This actually, to your point, got better and then came right back to where I was. (laughs) Uh, This is, you know, this one is spelled. This is in uh, Acapulco. Later tonight. This is at 1, 2, 3, 4, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Again, times will, will fluctuate. I am on what looks like Terence Atmane. It is Des- Terence <laughs> Atmane. I believe he's French.
4: <laughs> you are so doing it the right way Yeah. Though.
3: Like- <laughs> but it's te- but but you'll see it as Terrence. Like Terrence. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's at plus 169. I got him at plus 170 against Dominic Kepfer. I just think that's mispriced tremendously. His numbers on lower tours are really good. Um, and I don't think Kepfer is that big of a giant here that he should be nearly this big of a favorite. Um, I think Atmane should be a small dog in this, not nearly as close as plus 170 So and plus 169 as it is now. So he's the other place. So it's uh, Sarah Balik on the women's side later and Terence Atmane on the men's side. Bejlik? Bejlik and Atmane. <laughs> and Atmane. That's all you need to know. <laughs>
4: It is funny because that is the uh, that is the way easier way for uh, people to look it up. Yeah, um, I got two in the NBA tonight. Uh, the one I'm kind of laughing about Warriors Wizards under. I played under two forty three last night. I woke up this morning. It was down to two thirty eight and a half, and it has swung all the way back. El where I see two forty fours on the board now. So. Uh, I don't really understand the movement there. Uh, there are some injuries to note. Chris Paul will be back in the lineup for the Golden State Warriors. I don't know if you caught my note on the rundown. But I did.
3: Me and Chris Paul. You and Chris
4: Paul returning on the same night. I called him up. I was like, Chris, I'm going to go back. He's like, okay, I will too. Were you guys you guys hanging out on the banana boat together yeah. uh, down in Miami? That's yeah, what they, that's obviously. Oh, my gosh. I should have had that graphic made. Why did I not? <laughs> I thought of this yesterday. I texted you about it, man. Come on. Um All right, Wizards and Warriors. I did play under Wizards on their side. uh, Landry Shaman, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, all questionable uh, for tonight. Ball cool, Bali will be out. Yes, uh, one of the better uh, perimeter defenders in the NBA. This Wizards team, though, man, they're a little bit in the tank right now. And the other one that what's very different from what they were doing beginning of the season, beginning of the season, it was, okay, they could score a little bit and they're letting everybody score on them now they can't score their last point totals i mean well, you brought up the denny denny avia game cuz that's like the what you know this is one of the few uh, great performances they've had recently here are their team point totals so if you want to play a team total under on the wizards I, I wouldn't argue with that one either 105 106 110 126 104 113 129 106 112 102 109 over their past 11 games that are all losses they can't score right now they're still letting other teams score but teams aren't having to do all that much to get by them we saw that with cleveland in their last game um where i played an under in that one too i think it's what you're going to see it was i was shocked to see that the total was about 12 points higher than it was when they hosted cleveland two nights ago uh for golden state so i'm under that i, I really like that at 2 i mean up to 244 now I, I don't really understand that you know we talked about the warriors resurgence here a bit Really, the side that that's not getting talked about as much is the defense and how much better it's been playing mm, since wonder, Draymond Green. I was
3: going to say, I wonder, yeah. I
4: wonder who showed up to that. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But everybody's talking about, you know, Clay going out of the lineup, what they've done offensively to fix the lineup. it has been so much Draymond coming back and that defense really getting better. So under there, and then I'm, I'm with Drew on the Pelicans tonight. I played it lightly to start, though. You might want to wait. Uh, some more for some more injury info here. Zion uh, questionable tag right now. CJ McCollum questionable tag for that game tonight. Knicks though, this is three and four for them. Back to back situation uh, after their game last night. This Pelicans team playing some really good basketball here recently. Late two and a half, I think three. You could start with right now. I'm going to add more if I see Zion and McCollum.
3: We were talking hypotheticals in terms of playoff matchups with Drew earlier. If the Pacers and the Bucks have a series, what's the total of Game One? Oh,
4: man. Well, I, I, you're going to have a whole new Bucks defense by then, Gil. A
1: cop-out answer. <laughs> We've done all we can do. The uh our next Levitard on DK. Enjoy.